What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Understanding Adulthood. I am Matthew Gatozzi, and I am very, very excited for today's episode. Um, so today, if you didn't watch the video um, that I posted on YouTube, it's linked in the description of this podcast. Um, I've just been relaxing today. It has been very restful for me just to go to some different coffee shops with friends and just be able to read relax and yeah just chill but part of chilling you gotta get a little bit of netflix in and today we did i watched a very juicy documentary that we're gonna talk about today and it's on netflix and it's about um the fire festival um and the lack thereof (laughs) Um, Fire Festival, for those that have not um, seen this uh, documentary um, or have not even heard of what is the Fire Festival, um, two years ago there was a music festival that was going to happen in the Bahamas. And it was a very coveted music festival because of how the marketing was brought up. Basically, this guy, Billy McFarland, um, started this company called Fire, and it was supposed to be an app um, to basically you could book your favorite artist at a party. Um, And it was going to revolutionize the music industry and how you could, yeah, just hear your artist and pay directly to them, and they would come out to you. Um, And it was actually a really great idea. And so, way in which to basically create a lot of hype around this app or service was they were going to start a music festival which is actually also a really great idea to create buzz around what is this new thing called fire um so what they did was is they um bought out this private island in the bahamas that apparently was pablo escobar's old one of his islands and they brought out like 10 of the top models in the entire world some like the biggest followings on like you know social media all that stuff and they basically shot this epic um not like a music video but like a two minute promo video and it just looks like you feel like you are Pablo Escobar if you went to this fire festival, you know, and like you're with these models and there's like all these different shots, they're on the boat, they're on these private planes. And so basically they, it got a lot of traction and all these models are, who've got millions and millions of followers on Instagram or on um, any other social, social media platform, were posting photos and so everyone's like what is fire festival they've launched this ad and then all of a sudden they put out like you can buy tickets to come to the bahamas and come to this festival this music festival with you know these top models and instagram people and and so in within a day like it's sold out and the thing with these tickets are like it's not just like a ticket for the weekend it's like you know you're it's also with accommodations so there's like you can get private cabanas you can get private tents and like they're like luxury tents um if you've ever you know looked up like coachella and they've got lots of luxury um tents and different private rooms that you can book as well not just going to the music festival and so fire festival was going to be like 
the top luxurious most incredible time of your life and music festival and um and so basically their marketing was all based off of this one weekend uh, that they shot this like promo video um but the problem was is that uh they they like had this idea that they were going to build all this infrastructure on the island and it just like never happened um and like if you watch the documentary which you should you there's way more context to like why things were behind and how it just like never happened but long story short is that um there was so much buzz around it and it was sold out um but nothing happened um they tried to build out all this infrastructure that was just impossible the planning committee just imploded so when anybody like whenever somebody basically was like hey like this is wrong or whatever they basically got fired and billy mcfarland who was in charge of this whole thing he was just like way too ambitious like way above his head and he was too yes he had a great vision i don't think that inherently fire festival was a bad thing but he just wasn't practical he was too blind to himself and he wasn't willing to get advice instead anytime somebody brought up any sort of concern he basically took them off the team fired them and kicked them out of the bahamas and said off you're we're going with different people and so he was only looking for people that would affirm what he wanted or were just too scared so that he can control them um but by the end of it by the time that it came around instead of canceling the event it was literally like not canceled and even though there was not enough beds there was nothing there's no food there's there was absolutely nothing it was still just an island with some like refugee camps and maybe like a few not finished stages people showed up to the bahamas and they're like wait where is everything and there's no food for them. There was it was like like battle. Oh, what's that book called? Uh, that flies book. Oh my gosh, that's going to kill me. What's that book called? I'm gonna have to look this up. Um, Lord of the Flies. It was like Lord of the Flies. Oh my gosh, yes. It was like Lord of the Flies. Like this is just straight up like anarchy out there on the this little part of the Bahamas, and it just went to crap the problem was is that billy mcfarland not only didn't get the plans done he also stole and extorted so much money from investors lied to them we're talking tens of millions of dollars just stolen um there are wages still not paid for there are there's like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars um that's still owed to manual work labor people uh from the bahamas um and it's just like wild like how did this happen and how did like yeah it's just an insane thing and so that's just like that's the picture of the documentary that's a little short synopsis but the real question is what can we learn from this and what should we do past this so my first concern or something that i noticed is that so beyond this um, 
promo video that they had. They had, um, I think, 250 uh, influencers. Influencers, if you don't know who that is, is they're basically you. If you're on social media, you get a following, and the more following you have, you know, companies will pay you to post things for them. It's it's advertisement. So think about like if you build a profile with lots of followers, you are a billboard and people will pay you to put ads on that billboard or onto your profile. And obviously you can say yes or no to whatever you want. And so they they made this promo and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Fire Festival, this looks epic." And then they reached out to 250 like top um, influencers like with massive followings and all in one day posted this like orange brick and said see you at fire festival and then within a day everything got sold out what's crazy is that the amount of influence like that's crazy that how much influence social media and like these influencers had for people just to buy these tickets all in one day um, but what's crazier is that even though they had no infrastructure, they literally had nothing like for the, um, what's it called? They had nothing for the festival. Like nothing was done like day, but day before they were still posting these photos on their fire festival account as if like from the same one weekend. And it's crazy how, they were able to craft this image on social media that this was going to be the greatest thing of all time. It looked so appealing, and yet it was the most dishonest thing. In fact, there was extortion happening, stealing of money, um, swindling, uh, lying, cheating, and there was absolutely nothing to show for it on the actual island. And uh, that idea really kind of threw me for a bit because I do social media for companies. I build out strategies for them. Um, I do my own social media. And I love putting these podcasts out. I love putting YouTube videos out, posting on Instagram. Like, I love that stuff. And I love the power that I get to share uh, my life with so many people. I'm, I mean, I'm so grateful that you're even listening to this podcast. That means the absolute world to me. Um, but there's responsibility and there was a lack there of when it came to fire festival. And that's a really scary thing because that's not just the only time there could be so many other people lying to us, but we have, you know, followed them. We have built this trust between us and their brand and their them as an influencer and or whatever they you know you're following them for whatever reason um there's responsibility that they need to take and um i think that this documentary but also just this festival i think really calls into action or calls into question like what do we trust how can we trust this um and it's actually interesting because after that fire festival um like the government at least in the u.s there's a lot more um they've cracked down on social media influencing so if you do a paid post you have to have a hashtag ad so people need to know or now need to know that it's an ad versus just an organic post so like what you and i post i'm not getting paid to post anything right so whatever i post i can post it's freedom of speech 
But if I'm being paid to post something on behalf of a company, I need to actually have a hashtag that says hashtag ad or it, there's a disclaimer that's saying that this is an ad or a sponsored video or podcast or anything like that. Um, and so, uh, which I'm grateful for because at that time when Fire Festival happened in 2016, that's not the case. And even within that, we still have to be very, very careful in what we're trusting and what we're putting our trust in, especially when it comes to the internet. Um, but I think for me, as a person that is trying to help companies grow through their images and through their visual content um, and distribute that via social media, it really calls into question, am I doing this honestly and what does that look like? Um, going past that when it comes to honesty i question if i was i think it's easy for me to be like when i look at this documentary be like how could somebody work for this person billy mcfarland how could they be in this um situation and not just call something out um but after i kind of had some of those thoughts i really kind of questioned myself and being like i don't know I feel like if somebody was saying like, hey, this is about to be the biggest music festival ever, I saw the promo video, um, and they asked me to work on there and go to the Bahamas and do all this stuff, like, I would have said yeah. Like, I would, I mean, yes, I would have been duped, but like, I don't blame people for being a part of it, because they were lied to in a lot of ways they were cut out from a lot of details obviously there was somebody swindling money billy mcfarland and he's in jail now but i don't i feel bad for them because i think they too were duped in their own work um and not just i'm not in a place right now where i'm working with these high profile clients to the point where you know there's millions of dollars on the line um but I think this kind of has given me some vision of like, hey, you need to think about this stuff before it actually happens. Like, I don't want to get into a situation in the future where I'm now part of a documentary because somebody stole a bunch of money and I didn't get paid or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's a scary thing to think that like, hey, you, we've got to be careful. We've got to really audit who we're working with especially as a freelancer for myself um and really have to build a relationship before working with those people um because dang you just don't know what's gonna happen um and i just think too it's like this guy billy mcfarland really he controlled people with his words that is just unreal i mean when you watch the documentary like at least for me when he was speaking like i was believing this image even though i knew like, it, like this is two years later this is already failed but like the way he's speaking i'm like oh my gosh they're gonna make this happen i'm like wait what this is not a fiction movie this is a this is a documentary like this didn't ha like this didn't go successfully but even then even though i knew that the way he spoke was so convincing which is like crazy um but it's just yeah i just think that like when it comes to being honest with ourselves and we have to stay true to our compass there's so many people that i think regret that in the documentary they talk about how they felt off about certain things but they also were lost they were just struggling to figure out what was next and they kept with it um 
And I think that that's like sad to see for me. Like I would hate to see that for so many people. Um, but also, um, it's a great warning for me just to say, hey, I need to be careful. And I, Matthew Gatosi, um, just need to worry, like make sure I'm staying true to myself and how I work and don't compromise my values uh, when it comes to work. And if I feel uncomfortable in a situation, I need to speak up. Um, and I think that this has kind of given me a little, like, I don't know, just well, not like a slap in the wrist. Cause I don't, I'm never like, I have never, I've, I'm very lucky that I have worked with amazing clients that I believe in. A lot of my clients are within the health and wellness industry, which I believe in because I was a dancer professionally and health is something that's so important to me. And so it's hard. I haven't dealt with any of that, but I'm just saying, I think it's a good reminder for me just to say, Hey, check in with myself. What are my values for work? And am I keeping with those? And do I really have the strength to stand up to those values? Like, have I really, are those truly my values? Or is it just something I'm saying and then when it gets hard, I just would just go with the waves and the current. Um, I think the last thing that I want to question overall is this documentary. Um, I have a problem with it. And in some ways, I feel bad for watching it. And that may not make sense, but let me make this make sense. So... Part of the, as I mentioned on this podcast earlier, was that $250,000 is still owed to like a ton of these workers on the Bahamas. And not all of the money is like of wages for people are, um, are what's it called? Um, paid out. And there are some, I don't know, I, I don't know how this works legally, how something is unpaid and just will is it gonna get paid eventually or not but i felt uncomfortable watching this video or this documentary because it was made by the um, media company jerry media who was hired out by fire festival to do all the media so the people that like captured all the promo videos and was doing on social media they then are making this documentary that's fine for them to make this documentary. My problem is, is that we're extorting like the, um, I guess the storyline of Fire Festival, and they're like using like the corruption of it to um, make a documentary, which that is fine, except for the fact that like those people have not been paid. Like that's jacked up. Like this movie is a, they made a deal with Netflix to get this movie done. And yet there's no push to get these people paid for. I just feel like that's a little jacked up. And to me personally, I don't feel comfortable like, and I didn't know that until the end. And that's what's sucky is that like, I don't feel comfortable necessarily giving like web traffic to Netflix and giving like views and credibility to this um documentary that's i don't know if has made an effort to pay these people and like this is beyond just like a few workers like that got hurt these are communities in the bahamas who 
make their living off of tourism and all these different things and they were promised things and Billy McFarland he lied to these people he lied straight to these people's faces and these are you know small business owners there's a restaurant owner and and her she I mean she lost we're talking 50k in her savings just because of this and yes it would have been a good thing if it happened but it didn't and there was it was supposed to be like a five-year contract with the bahamas and the islands and whatever there was a lot of stuff that obviously was not followed through on and um i i don't i'm i wish i was you know had millions of followers and i and i could say hey netflix what the heck like what are you doing like are you gonna bring proceeds to these people like what's gonna happen um but it's i've only got you guys which i appreciate so um this is me just kind of putting that thought out there i don't know if you watch this documentary if you felt that um but i would consider you know making a tweet about it that's not everything that we can do but i definitely want to research more into the just kind of what like if there is a plan on paying these workers because to me that's that's really sad i mean these people worked like around the clock to get some sort of infrastructure created on the island for this festival um and due to somebody stealing a bunch of money and lying and swindling and all these terrible things they're out of money and they could have been working on other projects or doing other things just really sad um ultimately what was an amazing vision for something that could have been very very special ended up being something that's horrific something that like abused the power of social media abused uh the responsibility of 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 a following of an influence i mean they straight up used influencers to lie and it's not those people's fault it's not like these models it's not their fault like they were told one thing and they were given a completely different thing um they were lied to they were cheated um and fire festival and billy mcfarland they they just didn't take the responsibility and ultimately no one has claimed responsibility for these unpaid workers and that is tragic absolutely tragic because here i am chilling in austin watching this from the you know comfort of my home and to find out that there are people that have been unpaid for two years it's like two years out and they're still unpaid um and that is just sad i mean that has hurt their economy that has hurt more than just oh like you know that was a sour relationship no that's days that's months worth of wages for people and they just never had that um that just puts a bad taste in my mouth and i just feel like the doc it it's up to the people of the documentary if they're making money from this and they are i know that they are they need to at least start something bring justice to these people um because i don't think it's fair for them to make this documentary off of the backs of something that happened that's tragic um and it's just super unfortunate 
Um, I do suggest watching it um, even after all of that because I think it's there's a lot to it that we can learn and understand. Um, these are just a few of my things that I've that I learned, but I just felt so compelled because I do so much with social media um, to talk about this because I think this was an abuse and it's these kinds of things like the abuse of social media that gives it a bad rep and I really hope that I can build a brand around honesty and trust um, but transparency. I I put myself out here when it comes to talking about my therapy, my mental health, as well as stress, insecurities, and the good times. I love sharing about my good times and my successes and all that stuff. I put it all out there because I, A, I feel comfortable doing that, um, but I also think that um, I want people to relate to it. I want people to see that they're not alone in this world and that they're like this world is a very complicated world there are nasty people out there that will do anything to cheat you and this is an example of it billy mcfarland just cheating investors like hundreds of investors lying to their faces um and it's just unfortunate but there is a power to social media and i feel compelled to want to make sure that it's branded in the right way and that I am transparent that I can take a moment and stop and ask what are my values when it comes to working with another person and do I keep those values do I uphold those values and do I have the strength to even say no when even when it's hard even if it's a quote-unquote amazing opportunity um does it compromise uh my faith does it compromise uh who I want to be and the actions that I want to take. Um, and I have to be very, very careful of that. And this documentary shows that. And it shows people that regret maybe working as long as he did on this festival. It shows people who are just, just hurt, just absolutely hurt by the lies and the, the lack of truth that was in conversations. And so... That being said, let's end it on a positive note here, people. Uh, be honest with each other. It really goes a long way. Um, yes, aspire to do great things in your life, but don't be blind. Ask for advice. Seek advice. Don't do this on your own. This world, it's complicated. It's tricky. and But that's the beauty of people and human beings is that we have each other. We get to be amongst other people we can share experiences laughs tears whatever it is to get each other to go to a place that we've never imagined to get stronger with one another and to endure this life um but seek community seek friendship and honesty within all those things um find your values know your why stick to it be strong, stand up to, to people that are going to lie, stand up to evil of this world. Don't let that fear of evil dictate you. Um, yes, it's out there, but the light, the truth, that will always win and that always shines brighter. And I really appreciate you guys believing in me and listening to this podcast. Um, I, I see that the listens and the, the views are higher than I've ever imagined, and 
I'm so, so grateful for every single one of you guys that are listening to this podcast. This means the world to me. These podcasts, these videos that I make every single day, I mean, they it just gives me a ton of energy. And I'm so grateful that I'm getting to build an audience and build just understanding adulthood. It's it's complicated. I'm trying to figure it out. I am by means no, I am not perfect. Um, but I want to put myself out there. I want to be honest and um, I want to be an example of of the world that I want to see. Um, I want to change. I want to I want the world to change. I want this world to become a better place and I believe that it starts with me. And this podcast this episode is not about bashing Billy McFarland or just the documentary itself and Netflix. Um, these are questions that I have and I want to ask those and put that out there. Um, but I also do want to say that I really hope that Billy McFarland can learn from his mistakes. I think for me, I make mistakes and I hope that people could forgive me and I hope that people will give me a second chance um, and I hope that for him I, I know it's easy especially now with social media just to target people and to um, just bash people and we do that so easily behind our computer screens behind our phones but that's not the solution the solution is to um, a figure out what went wrong B what can we do better and then C, take action. Don't bash people. Don't, don't you know, call him names or all these different things. It's about how can we find peace in this crazy situation. And I really hope and I pray that Billy McFarlane, as he's in um, prison, that he can take time to figure out what he did wrong and repent and change, change his life and maybe even do things that are for the good of the people of Bahamas uh, and the people of this world. Um, and I hope him, I wish him the best. I really do. Um, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it's tragic to see somebody that was and is very, very talented get caught up in his own demons of life and just the stress of whatever he was trying to create. And um, he doesn't get interviewed on this. And I, and I would love to kind of pick more of his brain of like what really did happen what what made him make those decisions and felt like that was okay and that he'd get away with it um but it's tragic to see a young kid uh, in his 20s with talent just get lost um and i think we all need to take time just to reflect on our lives and figure out what path am i taking is this my path or is this a path that I don't even recognize anymore? Um, guys, life is crazy, but we can do this together. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. You can watch the video from today. Um, I make videos and podcasts every single day on YouTube and here on my podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so much more. So please follow along. It goes a long way if you subscribe or, you know, follow the podcast and review it and comment i'd love to hear from you guys um and i want to know more about what you guys want to hear in the future and if you want to be on this podcast let me know i'd love to uh do a joint podcast with you talking about your life and you growing up and figuring out adulthood and all this good stuff 
So without further ado, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Peace and love.